By embracing their natural strengths, women advisors are upending the status quo and challenging the financial industry with a more authentic approach to doing business. Welcome to the Femex Advisor Podcast, where we empower female financial advisors to fearlessly embrace their authentic selves. Adri Miller-Heckman, the founder of Femex Advisor, inspires and empowers women to leverage their natural strengths, creating more energy, passion, and success. Follow along for female-driven, inspirational, and motivational strategies for you to create the extraordinary life you have always wanted. Welcome to the Femex Advisor Podcast. I'm Adri Miller-Heckman, founder and president of FemexAdvisor.com, where female advisors truly embrace their authentic self. My guest today is one of my youngest success stories. She started as a financial advisor at 21. And today, at 33, she's changing the thinking of one of the largest investment firms on the planet. Jennifer Craig is a regional manager with the New England Financial Group under the Prudential umbrella. Jenna's actually turning heads at Prudential and is having a significant impact on creating more powerful and successful path for women. And I will tell you, she is fearless. So welcome, Jen, and thank you for being on our call today. Thank you so much, Adri. I'm so excited to be here. You're always excited. So let's go back. Um, well, before we go into your history, I want to share how I first met Jen and her fearless leader, Rich Marooney, at the New England Financial Group, wanted to focus on the women's market, really had this desire. And, you know, he's this big, burly guy, and his kids all play ice hockey. And I listened to him, obviously wondering, is this just a ploy? And it wasn't. He truly and sincerely was interested in really embracing the women's market. And so the first time I met Jen was with three of her peers in a training that I provided. And thank God she was there because everything I said, she got it. So let's go back to Jen. So you started as a financial advisor at the young age of 21. What was that like? Yes. So I started when I was 21 and I was the only female advisor in my office. And I quickly learned what the boys club was all about and that I was not in it. And this was happening across the board at all companies. There were very few women in financial services. This was just the way that it was. And I had to succeed on my own with little support, really by keeping my head down. And it was not easy. I had to rely on my own strength and my determination and grit, but I did it. And it was interesting because when I was in college, I had a picture in my mind of what corporate was like and what the corporate life was like. And when I started as an advisor, it was a very different environment than what I had expected. And that's mainly because there were so few women. And at first, I really had felt isolated. And I had to try to adapt to this one-size-fits-all model that really didn't complement my own strengths. And 
I thought when I came in the business, I'm a 21-year-old woman. Who is going to trust me to manage their life savings that they worked so hard for? So I had to fight very hard, but I, I achieved success. Had, were there moments, Jen, where you just thought, what the hell am I doing here? And maybe take a different career path? Absolutely. I I overcame so many challenges and I became so strong as a person because of that. So I'm really grateful for the experience. But I remember many nights when I would come home after a 12 to 14 hour day, absolutely exhausted. And I would think to myself, what am I doing? <laughs> and I would always think about the power that I had to make a difference. And at the beginning, I was not polished in my approach. I desperately needed coaching, but I figured it out because I knew I could make a difference for people and that I could change their lives and that they just might not know that yet. And that's the reason that I kept going. And I'd look around the office too. And I think if these guys can do it, there is no reason I cannot be a top advisor in this firm. And I think you said you had saved up a couple thousand dollars because you were going on full commission. And that's scary in itself. It was incredibly scary. I wouldn't have been able to do it without the support of my mom and dad, because my dad has been in this business and he knew the model of the business. And he had prepared me and said, save your money because it's not easy at the beginning, but it'll be worth it in the long run. And it it was, he was right, which I hate to say. So you overcame the challenges, you kept your head down, and you succeeded. Then what happened? Well, then I met my former business partner at a company picnic, and we decided to partner up, and we really took things to the next level, and we created a fabulous business. We brought another member into our team, and really, we took things to the next level. And my managing director approached me about two years ago about the regional director role. And at first I was really reluctant because I loved my work as an advisor. And I had thought about management in the past and I'm fortunate because my dad's been in this business 40 years and I had him as a sounding board. And when I had discussed it with him in the past, he had discouraged me from getting into management because he thought that being a financial planner is the best job in the world. So I always had this somewhat negative impression because when I got into this business, management was really all about recruiting and headcount. And I never liked that. And what appealed to me about the regional director role is Prudential had really redesigned the management role. And it was much more about bringing the right people in instead of just focusing on headcount. Uh, so I talked to my dad and I shared the role with him. And he said, Jen, I think that you would really enjoy this. And I gave it a tremendous amount of thought. And I decided that it was the right path for me and that I'd be able to magnify the impact that I have if I get into management. You know, it's interesting because I went into management as well. In Smith Barney, you have to be at the top of your class to even be considered to go into management. And people would say, why do you want to go into management? 
And I knew every time they brought in a new financial advisor, I was coaching the advisor. I got more satisfaction coaching these other women that were coming into the business than I did my own success. And so it is a a, a tricky decision, giving up the independence But I loved management and I wanted to coach people. And that's why I became a national training officer for Smith Barney. So you go into management. Now what? Yes. So when I became a regional director, it was so interesting because I realized how many other women had the same experience that I had coming into this business and had to fight their way to success. And I was determined to change the environment for women advisors. And we encourage the women in the firm to be who they are and learn how to leverage their strengths as women while making them feel appreciated and valued and respected. And they were inspired and it really energized them. And that's why I've decided to focus on working with women and encourage them to break out of that traditional mold. So you, when as a regional manager, you started this women's networking group within your district or within the firm, and then you started a women's newsletter. And is that what sparked Rich's interest to take this to a higher level? Well, I was incredibly fortunate because Rich has always wanted to move in this direction and he's always expressed just unbelievable support for women in the industry in a way that I have never seen anyone do at any other firm. (laughs) So I'm just so grateful for that because I discovered that I could succeed by being myself and that I could add a tremendous amount of value to the team by being me and focusing on working with other advisors and helping them to become successful. It started out with the Women's Advisory Network. We came together as a group and we started focusing on building our business and creating an infrastructure for women. And we started seeing the impact that it was having. And we'd hold events for female clients that were specifically geared towards women When I shared everything that we're doing for women advisors with the other women that I would be introduced to, that's actually how I found you because one of these women mentioned your book, Keys to the Ladies Room, and we read the book and said, oh my gosh, we have to contact Adri. And that's when things really got kicked into high gear. High gear is the key. So there are a lot of firms that have a women's networking group, right? And then you've got your newsletter. In hindsight, was that enough to change the pendulum? No, absolutely not. We knew we wanted to do something for women and we just didn't know what we could do that would truly have an impact. I was blown away when I read your book and I thought, someone who understands, finally, (laughs) someone who gets it. And we always wanted to help women and I wanted to really be focused on them. But when we met with you, you really gave us direction and I developed this extremely clear sense of where I want to go and what I want to do. I learned that there really is a better model for women and that we can excel by leveraging our strengths. When I became a member of the leadership team, I felt like I had to 
fit into the team. I, I was the only woman on the team and I felt like I had to adapt and become more like the men. And I realized that is not what you need to do to be successful and that there truly is a better way for women and that we can excel by focusing on our strengths. Now, let me just say this. Many firms are doing networking groups. They're doing a little conference here and there. Um, for the women. They're doing a mentor program, and they think that's enough. And what I love is that when I spoke with Rich, I told him that's just the tip of the iceberg. That will never create the kind of change that you want and the kind of growth within the women's market, whether it's recruiting women advisors or serving women clients. And so here is this big badass man who says, okay, we're going to commit time, we're going to commit our energy, and we're going to commit our resources to go through your training. And so the four of you came to Farmington, Connecticut, and we spent a full day together and an evening together. And all of a sudden, Everything I was teaching, you just blew it away. It was like it was there underneath the surface. I just put structure to it. You got it so fast. And I remember Rich watching you and going, who is she? (laughs) And even one of the other uh, regional managers who's often quite quiet, all of a sudden, he started to speak up because it wasn't this testosterone linear approach anymore. What that said is there are so many men out there in the business that want this more relationship, feminized approach to doing business. They just don't know where to find it. So what would you say is the first thing you have done since that workshop that has made an impact? Well, we went all in. Uh, Me in particular, I was so excited to get started on this. And I really started working on a model specifically designed for women and what their strengths are. And we identified that most of the women that we recruit, they're passionate about what they do and they're driven by something that goes beyond just the numbers. And they're tired of feeling valued solely by the numbers. And that's so wrong. There's so much more to women than just the numbers that they produce. They want to work in an environment that appreciates their strengths as women and encourages them to step outside of the box and where they're valued both personally and professionally. So what do you do differently, right? It's easy to say that, but when push comes to shove, what are you doing differently for these women? So we've developed a four-step process for women advisors that really turns her business into a powerful, stimulating growth strategy that provides more value for them. The first thing we focus on is defining her strengths and purpose. We want to fully understand what inspires her and what motivates her. And we need to know exactly what brings energy to her business and the areas that she is absolutely on fire at. And we uncover what her purpose and motivation is and what's truly important to her. And 
lifestyle. We know that women don't want to work 14 hours a day. So we focus on how can we make sure that her business is a reflection of who she is and then it energizes her and doesn't burn her out. Now you do this the minute you recruit a new female advisor. Yes. So we immediately start to work on this model and identify really what she's good at, um, what her purpose is, and what she really wants for the future of her business in the next 10 years and what her vision is for the future. Yes. So it's not just the numbers. It's not just the operations. It's not just the platform. It's really a nurturing environment that is coaching them to be the best they can be both personally and professionally. Is that what I'm hearing? Exactly. And developing a brand and value that will generate more referrals and interest and really working with her to create her own message that she can share with her clients that is more impactful than what's being taught across the industry. What do you do? What do you say now? I say I coach female advisors to create a fulfilling practice, and I share the challenges that I've seen women in the business face and really what they want. That's really to work in an environment that appreciates their strengths as women and doesn't just fit this into a one-size-fits-all model and force them to adapt to the traditional model of the industry because that doesn't work best for women, and they, they need to discover that. So step one is really identify their purpose and their strengths. And you really, you give them a test and you really want to understand them. What's step two? Step two is to work on her brand and value. So we want to create a brand and message and value that allows every person that she meets to know exactly what she does, who she works with, and also an approach that really builds her confidence in a brand that's meaningful to her and authentic to her instead of just the traditional elevator speech. Love that. What's step three? Step three is working on business synergy and making sure that she can keep it simple and spend less time on processes in the areas of her business that she should not be spending her time on. So we look for what she can do to have more value, have a higher impact, and spend less time in the areas that she shouldn't be focused on. And step four. Step four is leveraging her strengths. How can we leverage what she's good at and how can we help her raise the bar? And a lot of that involves teaming, collaboration, and having a positive culture in the firm and really having a network of other female advisors that she can develop relationships with. And we want it to feel like a family. We don't want people to feel like they're on their little islands in different areas in the state. We want them to know each other and feel supported. I love this, but there's a challenge that you've faced, right? You've been sharing this within the firm and there are financial advisors and there are regional managers who want to run with this. Why is that an issue? One of the things that I did recently is I was on a national coffee chat and I shared this model. And after I shared the model, 
The chat box was blowing up with comments from women around the country. They absolutely loved what we were doing and it really resonated with women. And there was this buzz going on about the model that we're using after the coffee chat. And I was asked to speak at a leadership meeting and go through this model in more detail. And one of the things that I really had to impart on the people at that meeting was this did not happen overnight. And this is not something that you can take these ideas and run and turn it into mm. a campaign or it will not work. It's something where you need to go all in and you have to be doing it for the right reasons. Because if we do it for the wrong reasons and we just do it to say, all right, we're doing this for women and people go in 30%, it will never work. This no. has something you fully embrace wholeheartedly and really put into play. Um, and absolutely. And the risk is when people take a little nugget from you and try and apply it, it's going to damage their reputation because women will see right through you. Now, there is nobody on listening to this podcast that is even questioning your authenticity and your desire to impact women. Because not only do you have your own message, authentic, compelling message, but you've developed a whole process, right? And that didn't come easy. We spent a lot of time together. Then we had follow-up calls. I've taught you the process, taking you through each step of the Femex Advisor model, and we're still learning. It's not just about your message up front. It's about how to teach advisors how to host events that is more engaging and attracts women, how to create a process within your business that elevates your value without consuming as much time. You know, the old school model, prospecting, selling, and closing, <clears throat> out. The new model, which you have done an absolute amazing job of embracing is building relationships, inspiring interest, and then motivating people to do what's right for them. Jen, as we wrap up, I want you to share one piece of advice that you would give to women advisors or to regional managers across the board, and then how they should reach out to you. Heck, I'm interested in working for you, Jen. <laughs> if I'm going to change careers, which I won't, you'd be the first person I call. Oh, so thank you. What so, advice would you give? Yeah. So I know I mentioned that at the beginning, when I accepted the regional director role, I felt like I needed to adapt to what the guys were doing. And I almost felt like I couldn't express my ideas because they were somewhat outside of the box. And my biggest piece of advice is if you're passionate about something and you're afraid to try it because you don't want to fail or you don't want to rock the boat, always try because the worst thing that can happen is you fail. And if you believe in something, you can't afford to just let it pass by. In order to grow, you have to try new things and it could be the best thing that you've ever done. So, And um, failure is a part of our growing. You cannot grow without failures. We look at failure as a negative. You need to look at failure as a turning point. 
right? As a coaching moment. And the other thing, when you are fearful about speaking your truth, in most cases, unless you're in a survival life and death, fear will tell you you're making the wrong decision. If you follow your fear, you're making the wrong decision. Absolutely. So how can people reach you, Jen, if they want to learn more? Yeah, so you can reach me at Jennifer, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R dot Craig, C-R-A-I-G at prudential.com. And also by phone at 603-518-9360. I love talking to women in the business. I'm a mega people person. I will talk to anyone. I hope you don't get bombed with spam calls, some weirdos. <laughs> Hopefully not. I don't think they listen to this podcast. At least I hope not. Jen, you're a rock star. You always are. Love working with you. For those of you that are listening to this, if you like what we had to say, I encourage you to share this podcast with the team leaders, your managers, the owners of your RIA. This is the only way we're going to really move the needle for women. They need to get trained from the top down, leadership first, then down. Join us or visit femexadvisor.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you all and have a great week. Thank you. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Femex Advisor Podcast with Adri Miller-Heckman. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and connect with Adri on LinkedIn. To learn more, visit Adri's website at femexadvisor.com. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Femex Advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.